You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon. I'm going to be hosting the show. I cannot wait to jump into this today. We got such a great program for you. And if this is your first time joining us with Morning Breath, what we do is read a chapter of the Bible the night before, and then we read it the morning of. Then we go down to the studio at our Merritt Island location, and a pastor and a co-host just talk about what God breathed on our hearts either the night before or the morning of and what he's doing and how it, how it applies to our lives. And it really is just how we kind of do this program. We always have a co-host. I am super excited today. I have one of my favorite people. She is literally one of the most passionate, one of the most caring, like young ladies you could ever have around and absolutely incredible leader as well. I mean, for her age, not even for her age, I mean, across the boards, a phenomenal leader, super wise. And she is the actual youth director for our Vieira location. She runs the the youth down in, in our Vieira campus. And that's been on fire. That has been absolutely, you guys don't know, Sunday nights at six, right? Sunday nights at six. Yep. At Vieira High School, we, East Coast Christian Center has our TNT, the new thing, Vieira new thing right down there and it is an incredible youth program Whitney Branham tell them all about it come on yeah I mean I am Whitney Branham like he said and I run uh, TNT Vieira and it's just super awesome I'm super honored to be here thanks for all the hype Pastor David Um, it's fun I was on the show like last week or something like that with Pastor Keith and it's just so fun being on the show with you today because these are the two men that really helped raise me up and now we're all doing generational ministry together and it is just such a blessing and an honor and everything but yeah TNT is for middle and high school students and we have services here at our Merritt Island location on Tuesday at 7 and then also at Vieira High School Uh, but we're building a building too so that'll be fun that's coming soon Um, but at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights and it's just a blast where they come and learn the word of God and have fun and make connections with other students. So. It's incredible. You're doing an amazing job, by the way. Thanks. We're all super proud of you. Well, I'll tell you what. Let them know how they can get plugged in. Um, if you don't know how to jump in and follow along with us for Morning Breath, uh, let them know how they can do that. Yes, we would love for you guys to join us in reading these chapters and everything. And so you can go on our East Coast app or eccc.us um, for not just the Morning Breath chapters and episodes, but also info, events, past sermons, basically anything East Coast you need. You can also find us as East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, or you can call our office with any other questions at 321-452-1060. We'll email you, we'll call you, we're on social media. You can get connected with us any possible way, pretty much. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what, getting connected is super important. A great way to get connected with your Heavenly Father is join us for a night of worship. We got one next Wednesday, August 18th. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be at our our Merritt Island location, and that's 680 North Courtney Parkway. Come on out. It's going to be a night. I believe it starts at 7 o'clock, and we're going to just press in together. That's all like Christian words to say. We're going to sing songs that declare <laughs> God's love over our life and yep. our love to Him, and it is a great time. Come on out. We're going to have child care. It's going to be there. So August 18th is our next night of worship. You know, So I tell you what, we got 41 verses with... Woo. How do we want to split? Let's just go. Um, let's see where there's a good break. I have the English Standard Version up in my Bible. All right. I'm going to do uh, NLT. Okay. So I might just switch over to NLT real quick then, too. Um, I kind of prefer that one over the ESL. So why don't we do this? I'll read all. Actually, 
I'll get you started. All and right. And I'll read all the way through verse 20. I'll be lazy. You'll do 21 verses. You'll do the rest of the chapter. So <laughs> Got it. go ahead and get me started. All right, Pastor David, I say to you, read, sir. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath. The birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlining rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it did not have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell on thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so that they produced no grain. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted and grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Then the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away, and soon, as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word, the seed that fell amongst the thorns represents others who or the seed that fell amongst the thorn represents the others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by other worries of this life the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as he had been planted. Then Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine, for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to the light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. As soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? 
It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches, and birds can make nests in its shade. Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, his public ministry he never taught without using parables, but afterward, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Amen. Man, what a great chapter. I know you just got done reading, Whitney, but what what stood out to you? What do you want to talk about first? Man, I mean, the just because we just ended with it, I'll just talk about Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat. I mean, what a great picture. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard this talked about before in church or other devotionals, but I mean, just as the storm is happening, Jesus is sleeping because he knows like it's all going to be taken care of. But the disciples over here freaking out. And I actually, I paid closer attention to what they said as they woke him up because I was like, wow, that's me. They don't like say like, Jesus, like, can you stop the waves? That's not what they say. They say, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And like, I mean, isn't that just all of us? I feel like we've think that faith is like some combination of um, if we're trying to describe it to someone we're like if you you know faith is if you believe in God and if he can do things and if you think he loves you and all this stuff but I really think faith mostly comes down to if you think God cares about you because if you believe in God then you believe he is big enough to do all these things I don't think a lot of us question like can God take care of this in my life? I think most of us know that God is capable of doing anything that he wants to do. Where our question is, is don't you care? Don't you care? And then Jesus is just replying, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you still like not believe that I care about you after all of this time? And so I just, I love that element of it. It's so cool. I love that too. And it's crazy if you look at how many people in scripture had, had, you know, in, incredible faith. One of the most underrated faith-based people in all of the Bible. Matter of fact, you'd probably put him in the con category. It's actually Jonah. Jonah had an incredible. He had he had such a good vision of the character of God that he knew his enemies would get saved if they found out the true character of God and they would repent and he would he would show mercy on them. So he ran. He didn't run because <laughs> God was evil. He didn't run because he was afraid. He ran because he knew how good God is. And mm. it's 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 also too Mark one. We open with the story of the the man with leprosy and he goes and he goes if you are willing you can make me clean like mm-hmm. like he's saying that to Jesus if you are willing you can make me clean and Jesus simply replies with I am willing yep. and it's such a beautiful picture but the march up to the storm 
kind of stood out to me. Yeah. He's like, listen, 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 listen. I mean, how many times he said listen before <laughs> you get, they got in the boat? Of like, man, if I'm talking, have your hearts ready. And he even lays it out to say, I'm telling these parables for these outsiders. Um, but I need, it says that he would then break down those parables so that his disciples would understand what he's talking about. And your heart positioning when you're receiving the word. And one of the deadliest things you can do to your faith is put more attention to the man or woman of God that's declaring the word or delivering the word than the word itself. And you're like, well, pastor, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Have you ever sat in church and you didn't like the preacher so you weren't plugged into the message? (laughs) Well, for you then, the word of God will return void because you're not relying on the word of God. You're relying on the man of God. Mm. All right. So you're not connecting. All right. I've been there, too. And you know what I do? I say the word of God will not return void is what my Bible says. So I'm going to be plugged in and listening for the word of God. Right. I'm going to be listening for what God's saying, because as you see, as this chapter it should be called like the listen and learn chapter, because they got to the test. But the teacher gave the instructions beforehand. Mm. You see, he was telling them, hey, listen, it's me. It's me. So they got in the boat and they got to the storm. Oftentimes in our life. Like Whitney said, you know, what they yelled was so important. Oftentimes in our life, you know, the teacher, Jesus, rabbi, is teaching the lesson. But when it comes time for the test, it feels like he falls silent. Hmm. But it's because it's your job now. Right. It's your job now to walk out. I wonder what would happen if Peter went out and said, wind and waves be calm in the name of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Like, I wonder what. Now, that's like, whoa, that's like, holy cow. But like, um, maybe even a little bit unbiblical to think he could do that yet because Jesus had been to the cross. But what if he said, man, you know, Jesus, we need you to, to calm this storm. You've got this. We're actually trying to sleep. You know, but like it didn't, it didn't. And it's, it's sometimes you have to understand when the test is being taken, the teacher seems like he's silent, but he's not absent though. He's right there with you. Yep. And then right along with that verse 24, it says, pay close attention to what you hear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. It's just like, like you said, throughout the chapter, he's just saying, listen, listen, listen. And then we have this verse where the whole point is like, He's like, will you listen? Because if you listen, you'll receive even more and even more. And kind of on that, going back down to the parable of the mustard seed, um, he's talking about, you know, a mustard seed's the smallest, but it grows to the largest of all the garden plants. And we're talking about faith again. And it comes from listening and believing and all these things. But I think another important thing about the mustard seed is he points out that it's the smallest but then it grows to be the largest. I feel like we think as soon as we're saved, we just need to have this like radical faith or whatever. And if some miracle that we prayed for didn't happen, then we're a failure and all of this stuff. Like we hear the parable of mustard seed and we're like, there's no mountains around here. So we're like casting the cocoa dump into the sea. It's still in the same place. And we're like, man, I guess I don't believe, but no, like it grows, it grows. And how does it grow? By listening, by paying attention to the word, by believing it, by putting it into practice, by when it, there is a test and it seems like the teacher's silent, you try and you put your faith out there and that's how your faith grows. Come on, that's really good. And when it comes to you stepping out in your faith or even even getting more refined right now, like you see this sower, right? A farmer went out to plant some seed as he scattered across the field. Some of the field fell on a footpath. So a farmer went out and he's like, you know, this is the word of God. If you go by this, this parable here, this descriptive layout, 
He doesn't have 100% success. Right. But notice Jesus doesn't blame the farmer. Mm. He doesn't. It isn't like the, the person with the talents where the cruel and evil taskmaster returns and wants to know the, the return on his, his value. No, he doesn't blame the farmer at all. He's like, hey, listen, Satan comes and steals one. Another one gets taken by the desires of life. And then finally gets to the final last one. And it's like this one hit, hit fertile land, fertile mm. soil. But he's not like, oh, because the farmer was just so much more intentional or cared more or did this and did that. You know, our job is to get the seed out there. That's right. All right. And and that's what I, I try and tell myself. You know, not every single person is going to receive the gospel the same, but I can't wear that as a reflection of my value, my worth, mm-hmm. my identity. Um, my job is to continue sowing seed. Yep. I would say this, though, on the one mindset that is so important is how regardless of yes on an aspect of your life you are the farmer but on the other aspect you are also soil yep and you need to look at your heart and what type of what's the ph balance of your heart <laughs> you know what i mean what's yep. what's the and it ebbs and flows people you might say well i go to church every sunday and i go to our midweek service and i could do a bible study and i know every single word to the song Waymaker." and da, da, da. that doesn't necessarily mean your heart's in the best condition right okay don't forget the people that knew the Bible the most was the Pharisees. Yeah. All right. So actually take a step back and say, hey, you know what? Where am I letting the desires of this life and this world overrun and affect my decisions over maybe the kingdom decisions I should be making? You know, mm-hmm. where am I allowing Satan to steal from me with bitterness and wrath and anger and strife and unforgiveness? You know, where are you actually like, you know what? For for me to find out the soil the soil, uh, you know, description of my heart, it just comes down to, am I loving God? Am I loving others as I love myself? Mm-hmm. For all of the law and all the words of the prophets are, are summarized and fulfilled within these words. Right. You know, right there. And it's like right there. And I can't give you anything now because if I gave you something now to, to kind of further examine, I would only be giving you a law. And this is now between you and the Holy Spirit that you need to take prayer time and say, okay, Father, do the sanctifying surgery on my heart and help me find out, get my soil level to where it needs to be because I right. want to receive that seed and I want to see a 30, 60, and 100 fold return on what you've invested into me. Yes. So. Yeah. I completely agree. That's another thing I had highlighted as well. Just, yep, but you said it perfectly. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Another thing that I kind of liked in this chapter, I mean, it's just, it's all about faith, um, but kind of alluding back to something you were talking about, about like, what are you doing when the pastor's preaching, whether Mm. you like it or not? Um, One of my favorite things that I'm seeing right now um, is people just like online, like watching streams or whatever in the service. They'll have a lot to say about like how the pastor preaches or like you're doing too much. But honestly, Jesus was very unapologetic with how he preached. He he preached in parables and then he took the disciples aside and explained it. And something that um, I heard in a message a while back um, that really like stood out to me is, um, you know, actually Jesus disappointed people. And that's like, what, what do you like? That is so hard to grasp. But you know, the Pharisees, when they saw Jesus, um, they did not get what they expected. They were disappointed. There were people that um, wanted things from Jesus that were um, chasing after him and didn't get it, but they were looking for the wrong thing. He was the completion of everything they needed, but they didn't realize what they needed. And so um, I just, I think about us, like, um, as we're sharing the word, like, 
maybe you're a pastor, maybe you're not, but whether you're up on a stage preaching a sermon or you're trying to like minister to somebody in your work um, and it just feels like they ha- don't care about what you're trying to say or don't um, just don't want to receive, remembering that like you, you're the farmer in that instance, like you are not responsible for what kind of soil that they are um, and just be unapologetic in your faith. Like we are not ashamed of the gospel period. Um, So come on. That's good. You know, I know something um, I love when, when I find people, I don't love this, but it's the truth. It's like some people go crazy and um, you know, because they actually believe the lie that they can control someone else's heart. Mm. And you know, you might not think I can control their heart, but you are. You think you can control their actions, and maybe if you're an authority figure to some level and degree, you can. But not really. It's all an illusion. And to think that you can control the the state of someone else's heart. Now, you might be able to help an environment that people are in. And what happens is when you have the expectation of control over somebody, uh, you have expected outcomes of their behavior. Mm. And that could definitely lead to disappointment after disappointment and discouragement when that's a total lie. All right. That's a total lie. You should not have that. You should have the expectation for you to fulfill what you know God has asked you to do in that moment. When that's done, that is what God will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. You know, it doesn't say delight yourself in, in what others will, how others will react on what you do. Because then we just right. become a performance-based ministry again. And it's yep. not about that. But I know uh, as my, like, talking about, like, what people are doing when you're preaching. I preach 50 times a year. So I wound up one night coming home and just in a, in a silly moment, tired. And, you know, I flip on Instagram and I see nothing, but I see all these people from the mezzanine are posting about Stephen Furtick and they're posting about all these other people and all these other pastors and stuff. And I'm like, why is it like like my own tribe, like I preach and doesn't even post a, a like whatever and praise God for my bride. And she looks over at me and she gave me the sweetest response. I hope it was true, but whatever. She goes, <laughs> she goes, David, because most of them are listening when you're preaching mm. and not thinking about Instagram. And I was like, wow. And it just kind of set me free right there. It just kind of set me free of ever having to open up social media and see anything that could be narcissistic or self-absorbed or, you know, that doesn't make me it or doesn't make you it. It just, it just is a mindset that could sneak up on you. Right. And that's the, the expectation on others. And it's the delusion of that you actually can control others. Notice Jesus never tried to control his disciples. Right. He was like we see in this chapter constantly trying to teach his disciples it was their choice whether or not they would receive his words and they would learn today is no different will you receive the teachings of jesus christ you're willing to receive the grace of jesus christ the love of jesus christ but are you willing to receive the teachings of jesus christ because that is how you know who a disciple is i see a lot of people say only god can judge me you know god loves me no matter what cool i mean those are all things but really as disciples we receive the teaching i tell you what we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back whitney is gonna close us out you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors at east coast christian center we are building a life-giving church that lasts we are one church in many locations with campuses in merritt island Vieira. 
Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, Whitney, take it away. All right, I'm just going to read to us verse 21 and 22 again. Then Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. I just want to encourage you guys. We've been talking a lot about faith and sharing your faith, but really, you know, if the love of God has just like taken over you is in your heart and you just love Jesus, really that should be a fire in your bones that you have to get out. And so I would just encourage you, um, 
not to be overcome by fear because perfect love casts out all fear and God is your perfect love. So really let your light shine. Um, anything that you've been just like, I'm not sure if I should share this with my coworker. I'm not sure if I should share this with my sister or brother or mother or whatever. You really should. I would encourage you just to take a step um, in in that way and share your faith with somebody because you never know what could happen. You're right. It could, your seed could fall on, um, you know, the path or in the thorns, but what if it falls on fertile soil? Come on. What if it falls on fertile soil? That's so good. And I tell you what, we, we want to encourage you guys get to a location. We're actually doing a message series that revolves around, you know, the movies because you can see inside movies. It's got on the big screen of what our culture is crying out for. Come on out. Trust me. If you have someone that's not crazy about church, this at least is something they could connect to and could feel normal to them and not religious and stuffy. And they can also hear the teachings of Jesus and experience the love of Jesus. We're excited. So I tell you what, go to our website, find out all our locations and our service times man love doing the show with you whitney yes man it's gonna be a great time all right guys see you later we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to east coast podcasts events and more download the east coast app it's the best way to stay connected with everything east coast We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.